Hello, Dojo Disciples. This is the Famicom Dojo Video Game Podcast Denshi Mail Edition, a supplement to our regular episodes where we answer your questions and talk about our latest YouTube videos and live streams. Uh, if you've got any wrestling questions, those would be good. Just saying. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, this guy is much more than wrestling. I mean, wow, wrestling. Wrestling seems to be a, 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 a side a side hobby that is starting to get in the way of the nerd. You know, like right. I've, I've, I've <laughs> thankfully <laughs> been able to integrate the two. Yeah, that's 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 just awesome. You know, if I if I if I if I would have known the back if I would have known the background before the show, I definitely would have like had 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 you know taken you out for dinner or something or before or after the show. And and if you were staying in Japan a little longer, I'd still make that offer. But it seems like your your plate is pretty full the rest of the time. Yeah, you're here. yeah. I'm 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 down to uh, four weeks and a couple of days. I think four oh, weeks and one day, uh, oh, and then. Then my my wife will will be very happy to have me home. Yeah, I'm not allowed to go to Japan without mine anymore. So you're not allowed to go to Japan without your wife anymore. Yeah, yeah, me me too, me too. Actually, sure. my my wife is Japanese, so like that would be yeah, that would, yeah. Okay. <laughs> that would be that would be a strange situation. Yeah. yeah. Um. All right. Yep. We'll just do it straight. How about that? All right. Yeah. Well, uh, we have Perry back with us for our latest Denshi. We've done a Denshi Mail podcast in a while. It has been a long but... time. It's been a long time. Uh, I've never done one. Oh, man, this is going to be great then. Oh, this, uh, this how, yeah. This be good. How much, uh, we'll, we'll modify this question for you a little bit, since I'm not sure yeah. how familiar you are with Famicom, but if you know Famicom stuff, you can answer. But Morel asks, yeah. what are three Famicom games that deserve remakes with today's technology? Ooh. So, I, I mean, th- you, I can, you, you can just take a game, yeah. just, just do one game. And and obviously you can use an NES game too because that's yeah. basically the same the same yeah. thing. Ooh, um, gosh, some some of them have been getting remakes. I used to have a really good answer for this. I would would have said the Famicom Tante Club, which is like the Famicom Detective Club, which was some of the first like uh, mystery console games. But that got remade recently. So like, um, gosh. With today's technology, mm-hmm. I'm going to choose Joy Mech Fight. Mm. A Joy Mech Fight is an 8-bit fighting game that was way more ambitious than the hardware was able to really deal with. I mean, they did. There's an app, a great job of a game that had like 32 fighters on the Famicom um, that were made with just just geometric shapes, basically. And like it had that original, like cre- you know, it like leveling up, create create a fighter type of thing. And I feel like with today's technology, maybe what we were talking about in the last podcast with like being able to have user created fighters and things like that, it would be cool, and it yeah. would give Nintendo another fighting series beyond just Smash, a more traditional style. Yeah, I don't know if Arms really filled that niche, you know? Not quite, not quite. I did like arms, though. I did like arms. Yeah. Okay. How about you, Sean? Uh, I would. I would say definitely, hands down, the adventure of Link. Um, I know that Ooh. there are a lot of Zelda games, and a lot of Zelda games have gotten remakes or at least like some HD glow ups yeah. and stuff. But like, I, I, I feel like Zelda Two. 
um, deserves a lot more love and recognition than than it has gotten. Like it tried so many things um, that weren't common in in video games in general. Although I was playing Fazanadu, sure, so it's, sure, it's, it's it's a bit like that, quite a bit like that. It's but also a bit linear. like like East Three actually it was a, be another oh. like Zelda type, like side scrolling sure. RPG ish game. But now follow up question. Yeah, yeah. Do you think it's it's due for a remake because you want to see another game with that like si- 2D side scrolling style or is it that you wouldn't mind that it hit like a different type of genre but recycled the 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 story or lore? I mean, what are that, you looking at? That is a really good question. I would not mind if they like reimagined the playstyle entirely. That might be mm. too ambitious to do. You okay. Might as well just make a new game at that point. Um, but I, I, I do feel like there were some really good ideas in there and there were some pretty subtle references to the original game, like, like in the, in like, kind of like the lower corner of the world, if you look at the map, like that's like sort of the whole map of the first Zelda. And so the idea being that like the rest of it was like this gigantic sprawling world, um, you know, yeah, things like having NPCs and magic and whatever are are like typical, like Zelda fare now. Like like yeah. the the uh, what Breath of the Wild and uh, Tears of the Kingdom have been doing with like side characters and like really made them like indispensable really to the yeah. story is like incredible. So you're not going to oh, yeah. top that. But um, I I feel like there's some space there. Okay. To like to like do a remake kind of like Link's Awakening where um you know you're not so stuck into like the the block by block moving side to side and but it's still like the same area you know oh, like, I just I just want that music back. I just like yeah. I mean just um Vincent uh Vincent wrote in Zelda 1 got its remake just on an even more obscure platform. You're referring to the Satellaview version of Zelda, right? BS yeah. Zelda, which is another great yeah. Japanese BS Zelda. So um, Does not they should have like they it. should have just called it the Zelda. But <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right, okay, okay, uh, okay. And, Perry, Perry, but, what do you Perry. got? Uh, so I uh, again, my 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 knowledge doesn't run as deep uh, on the subject, but uh, since we expanded it to pretty much anything Nintendo, because it's virtually the same thing. Uh, the very first monster truck game was just called Bigfoot. And I had it. I had it. Oh, sorry. sorry. I, I, yeah, it was, it was, it was like the first yeah. video game I ever played All right. uh, because I loved that when I was a kid. And uh, I, I have it now, of course, on an emulator and uh, yeah, all the magic yeah. is gone. Because I'm so used to uh, games that function yeah. in, in a better way. I, you I know, you could have stopped at function. You could have stopped at function. Games that function. Because it wasn't one of those. It, no, um, it wasn't. Uh, but seeing yeah. one that uh, was yeah. built on the same idea and yeah. actually ran correctly yeah. would be, oh, that'd be uh, so much fun. And yeah, I, mean, I think, it's it, again, this yeah. is a very selfish request. but Oh, no, no, I, no. Because I, I don't I don't know that there would be the fan base to justify it at this point. But I mean, people are age the the first the first Christmas present I ever asked Santa Claus for was a was a was a motorized Bigfoot truck or whatever, and like it, it was my prized possession for for the longest time. I I, I had to say goodbye. I, I would tuck it in at night, like like that. <laughs> Oh dear, I turned out I weird. Not. Anyway, 
<laughs> no, I'd be right. like, I'd be like, I want to keep playing with it, but like, it's time for bed. Like, we got to put Bigfoot to bed too. You know, so, I can like, I can safely yeah. say that I have that exact toy at home because it has those switches I, on I, the top. Yeah, I, I, I oh, collect sorry. vintage monster truck toys, and I have a very big collection. <laughs> Yeah, it came out in like '85 or something like that. Just, just, just. Yeah. I. So, so like, but like for people like that, like I'm not super into modern, modern, uh, the monster right. truck stuff. But if if a if a if a modern Bigfoot game came out where I got to crush a bunch of cars, I'd be all over that. Uh, I'll I'll have a link to send you because there is absolutely something like that. Ooh. All right. Show notes. Okay. All right. <laughs> I'm gonna oh. I'm gonna go in reverse order here. Sure. Um, I'll 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 get back to you, Satoshi. Oh, but Sar had a had a had a question which we sort of talked about a bit last episode. Yep. But feel free to to expand, Perry. Do any of your wrestling buddies like gaming, and do you game with them? Uh, that's uh, so many of them like gaming <laughs> uh and so many of them like gaming even more than i do um <laughs> but uh specifically uh i have a friend uh back home named johnny torres who is uh the commentary voice for both blitzkrieg pro and pro wrestling grind along with limitless oh, wrestling okay. and rad okay. pro wrestling uh he graduated wrestling school with me we debuted on the same night uh, in the same nice. match and now he's gone on to be a commentator uh, he is a huge gamer, uh, has uh, a bunch of different consoles. He's deep into the world of emulators and Steam. And uh, he and I, on occasion, will uh, will jump into uh, like AEW Fight Forever together and play the online version. Or uh, we've been meaning to both get on uh, and try to play uh, some turtles online with each other, but uh, have have yet to make that happen. Uh, mostly because we were able, we both. The time where we both got the game for Steam, uh, I had about three weeks before I left for Japan. So they're just, we haven't done it yet. But uh, at some point when I get home, he and I are definitely going to play through right. some of those games together on uh, on stream. Yeah, I and like, I feel like wrestling in general, like modern wrestling, has kind of leaned into the nerd culture too. You see some of the some of the they're basically cosplay outfits going on sometimes. You know, like oh yeah, uh, I mean yeah. absolutely there is. Yeah. I mean uh, Kenny Omega is one of the biggest yeah. names in professional wrestling. His finish is the one winged angel. Yeah, that's his finishing move. Uh, and he's he's worn Final Fantasy themed entrance attire yeah. to the ring. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, uh, yeah, it's it's everywhere. Uh, Xavier Woods in WWE is very popular. He has a, a, a video game show called Up, Up, Down, Down um, and uh, has all kinds of wrestlers come on and play. Uh, Adam Cole from AEW uh, has a very popular Twitch streamery games. Uh, it's it's certainly um, it's very different uh, from the era that I grew up watching. Uh, the yeah. Undertaker yeah. famously a couple years ago uh, got a lot of negative backlash because he was saying that he preferred it back when it was tough guys who likely had a gun in their bag instead of a bunch of nerds uh, who brought their their mobile gaming consoles around. Oh, and all oh, I could think was like, yeah, but you know, nerds. our generation's going to outlive all the guys that you were <laughs> Especially if they've all like, got guns in their bags. <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> a, among, among other stuff they have. Among, yeah, exactly, right. exactly. Yeah. Probably with yeah. <laughs> Yeah, uh, that's uh, uh, as as I've met um, sponsors and stuff out here. They they 
they all know the old school wrestlers and yeah. the kind of antics yeah. they would get up to in Japan. And they can't believe me because I'm a lifelong straight edge yep. who's never had a drink or done a drug in his life. Uh, I'm married and don't cheat on my wife. And they just, they're like, you're American and you're here and you're doing this and you're not doing any of those things. And I'm like, yeah, you know, because at the end of this tour, I'd like to still have a nice, happy life. Weird. Yeah. I don't know. That doesn't sound very American to me. Thinking of consequences that are you sure you're not Canadian? Yeah. You might be Canadian a little bit. The beard. I don't know. I, I mean, <laughs> New England's he, he, kind of like an extension on Canada. True, true. true. So he didn't call the toque. So true, true. Yeah, true. Mm. yeah. That's true. That's true. all right. All right. Next question from. Uh, oops, I it, it moved. It jumped. There we go. Okay. Uh, uh, so she wants to know if you're a fan of any wrestling games from the Neo Geo. We did mention the Neo Geo game or, uh, last stream, but. Um, I've, I've played so many different wrestling games, uh, over the years. And, um, actually when, uh, when the world shut down for COVID, um, I built a, uh, yeah. <laughs> Fire suplex is such a great name for a game. Um, it was called three count bout in the, in the, in the yes. U S but it's, but, but yeah, this I, is a great I, name. That's such a better name. Um, <laughs> well, I mean, three count bout is a pretty great name too. Mm. But uh, uh, when when the world shut down, one of the first things I did was buy a uh, a Raspberry Pi four and built my wife a Retro Pi. And of course, when I did that, that mean that that meant that I was downloading all the ROMs, and I downloaded every wrestling ROM that was available, mm. and played at least a couple matches in all of them. Uh, and I can I can say that uh, a lot of them are very frustrating. <laughs> Oh yeah, and, uh, yeah. I can I can distinctly remember three count bout being fairly frustrating. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. A, a lot of them, like we like we talked uh, uh, in the main podcast about yeah. the evolution of wrestling games and sure. going from sort of a button mash kind of unresponsive mess to you know having a, a more sophisticated type of gameplay. And um, I can appreciate all the games and the retro feel of them and uh, everything from the chiptune music to the graphics to mm -hmm. the weird characters that some oh, of yeah. them are meant yeah. to resemble a real wrestler and some of them look like an anthropomorph. You know, they look like something out of uh, oh, definitely uh, Kin Kinikuman, like where it's you know an anthropomorphic uh, whatever. Um, <laughs> yes, even a wrestler yeah. frustrated by three count bout. Yeah. Uh, yeah, uh, it, it always felt like, especially being a wrestler, there's a part of me that feels like, I should be good at this. <laughs> and then I'm not. <laughs> That's like okay. We have a, ga we have a gaming hero. podcast, and yeah. I am really, really very bad at video games. Oh, yeah, okay, we so die all the time. It's terrible. <laughs> like, you know, I don't know why anyone watches us play video games. <laughs> I mean, that's why they're making fun of us. They're just making fun of us. I don't know if that's All right. true. All right, let's move on. Let's move on. Yep. Uh, Earl, Earl Grey III's got a question, one of our Ooh. Dojo disciples. Uh, what's the thing about Japan you found most surprisingly enjoyable? Ooh. That's for everyone, though, so Perry can go okay. first. Yeah, uh, yeah you're newest here. You're newest. Here. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm the rookie. Um, yeah. Rookie Gaijin. Um, yeah. Uh, so... I have two answers. One is incredibly genuine. I'll go with that first. The other one's just okay. funny. Good. Uh, the very genuine one is literally the way people react to me as a wrestler is so different from America. 
when mm. people in America hear I'm a wrestler, I get two questions. The first is, oh, you mean like UFC? Which is really a bummer because yeah. that's so brutal and terrifying. Uh, and the other one is, oh, are you on TV? And when they hear the answer is no to both of those, yeah. they go, oh, that's a cute hobby you have. That's nice. Oh. Which is, and, and they, they're not really into it. There's a lot of stereotypes around wrestling sure. there. It's just, sure. it's not anything anyone's really, anyone, yeah. no one has any reverence for it. Yeah. But here, uh, I obviously being a gigantic, a six foot three, 230 pound white guy with a beard and a long ponytail, I get recognized around Fukuoka. Yep frequently sure. and the people treat you like a star like yep. they're so mesmerized that you're a wrestler and they think it's so cool that's so yeah. different and that's been uh that's that might be the thing i will miss the absolute most about japan when i go home do you know uh, how i found out you were wrestling that day like how i found out there was this event my children brought home a flyer from school it was given to them one of the sponsors of your show was the Board of Education. Oh, yeah. That's incredible. Yeah. Never in America yeah. would that happen. Never. Yeah. So and the mayor, the mayor of, of, of the city of the city I'm from came out on the ring to introduce the event. And I'm just sitting there and I'm like, come on, someone someone flip someone. <laughs> but no, it was, he was he was in his suit. It was very, very, you know. But, You're watching but it, it and going, someone hit him with a chair. The other, the other awesome part was at the beginning, they taught the crowd how to cheer. They're like, okay, when this guy comes out, you're all going to be like, yay! But when this guy comes out, you're going to go, boo! And I'm like, just, does this really need a tutorial? Uh, but, but it was, oh, speak, sorry, I'm going to go a tiny bit off off topic but which not not in this podcast but I, <laughs> how could um, you but if you do watch those videos when you see when you see the american wrestlers coming out even though you guys were definitely the heels in the show that i that i saw yeah um you will hear if you listen very carefully you will hear a couple people in the audience going usa usa that's me my friends and my family because <laughs> we're all like we're all like we got to give this guy some love you know the the the, the yeah. response out here from all the fans yeah. like like that's not uncharacteristic yeah. of what's gone on here it's yeah. just you might have been the only uh the, the only uh non-japanese person to shout that at me yeah yeah uh, yeah but like, uh, so there, there's a thing in, in wrestling culture in Japan where they often will just, you'll hear typically a woman's voice somewhere yeah. in the audience just yeah. yelling the first name of the wrestler yep. they like over yep. and over. Yep. And as a heel, that's not really supposed to happen. But no, they no, love me yeah. here. Yeah. And yeah. I, every show I hear these little voices going, Perry, Perry, yep. all the yep. time. Nice. And having having watched Japanese wrestling forever and heard that, hearing my name has been yeah. so surreal. Yeah. Um, but that, that's my very genuine answer about, uh, yeah. the thing that I found most surprisingly enjoyable, uh, the, the much funnier answer I tweeted a few days ago that every time I've used a toilet here in Japan, I've been too afraid to use the buttons for the bidet that's built into all of them mm -hmm. because yeah. I can't read what the buttons say. And I really don't want to have to go out and in English to people who don't speak it, explain to everyone why I'm soaking wet from the waist down after yeah. I mess it up. Uh, just earlier today, I was like, I got nowhere to be after this. I'm just going yeah. back to the house. If I have to change, I'll change. And I tried it. And so yeah. my answer is the bidet. Because <laughs> uh, that is just, awesome. Just, 
don't hit the button that says the power wash. So be. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, I avoided. There was definitely one that said something like, uh, I, I forget what it, it said, like jet. And I was yes. like, that seems a little extreme for anything going on in a oh, toilet. Yeah. I'm sitting I, yeah, I, I mean, jet. <laughs> oh, yeah, it actually turns off. It actually it actually controls uh, one of the jets flying above if it's too noisy. So I was certain it was an ejector seat. <laughs> Yeah, um, yeah, to, the, yeah. You're gonna you're gonna miss you're gonna miss those toilets. Those I I saw a funny meme the other day. It was like the the most the most disappointing thing in the world is that Japan has the best toilets in the world, but no proper Mexican food. <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's like buying a Cadillac and not being what? able to take it on a test track. What an awful stereotype. <laughs> Who has whatever. <laughs> Love Mexican food. It's fine. What are they eating? Are they no, Mexican like- food is Mexican. Mexican food is great, but like it's it's very bean heavy. Yeah, yeah. When when there's that many chilies, that much cheese, and that much yeah, beans yeah, in one place, yeah, 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 yeah. Mm, troubles are brewing. Maybe Tex-Mex is a better word. Tex-Mex. Is uh, yeah, word. yeah, yeah, that's yeah, true. Yeah, yeah, because because like a good a good fish taco or something uh, isn't going to cause the same troubles. No. No. Right. no. Having lived right. in California for a while, I was just close enough to the border to have like the good stuff. Well, that's never good. had a problem. Okay. Well, anyway, gentlemen, I have I have a hard stop. So if you want to give your answer, Vink, but I gotta I gotta. All right. Okay. I'll keep it going. A couple more questions, Sean. Thank you so much. Do you have any? Do you have any closing outro? Um, I guess the short version of my answer to this question is Picari Sweat. Actually, I'll put this back up. <laughs> Picari sweat. It's not a serious answer, but I'm not very long. Um, the, the walking everywhere and like being yep. active and yep. like yep. The, the hole in your stomach you had to fill because we're so used to all like the garbage and American food. Yeah. Um, and like losing 20 pounds. And I wasn't. I was pretty skinny when I when I went there 20 years ago. It's 20 years ago exactly. Like this this fall, as a matter of fact. Congrats. And, uh, but like like just just how satisfying it was like walking around. And it's hot, and you're sweating, and you drink a Picari sweat, and it's just like the most amazing thing that you've had all day. Ah, just, just great. That's a good that, expecting that. Dang it, that's my answer. I don't know what a Picari is, but I love their sweats. But um, all right, um, that's me. Dang it, now I took my answer. So okay, with that, all right, okay, and then there were two. Um, Gosh, I've been here so long, it's hard to even remember what was... I mean, some of the weird English was so surprising when I got here. Um, surprisingly enjoyable. Um, I I find that the not-quite-as-sweet sweets are very enjoyable. I didn't like them at first. Things that are seasoned with, like, sweet beans and things like that. I didn't care for them when I first got here. But now I find them, I find them really, really good. And I can't... And I, I had I went to Costco and I got some cake there and I ate it and I'm like I my teeth hurt you know like it just it's so sweet um compared to what I've been getting used to so um I guess the things that I I it, when I when I first came here I thought a lot of Japanese food was bland 
like, I mean, they've got, they've got strong foods. Like, of course their snack food is very strong and like the ramen and things like that is fantastic. But like a lot of the day-to-day food is a little bland, but no, it's just, it's just that the flavor is a little more subtle. And once you, once my taste buds re- recovered from, from 20 years of eating nothing but cheese, um, you know, like, like uh, I found that really, really enjoyable. Uh, how, you enjoying the food here? Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, uh, I, I will say that, uh, you know, we've, we've gone to a bunch of places that are sponsors. Uh, there's uh, oh, of course, of Ramen uh, here in town has been fantastic. Um, you know, uh, but then we're also cooking just here in the dorm a lot because, you know, we try to stay on diet. Um, so uh, we, we have a meal that uh, myself and Bison, we take turns who cooks. We just buy our groceries together and eat the same thing. Uh, we, we refer to it as uh, there was a big meme going around a little while ago. That was girl dinner. Um, we refer to what we have as gaijin dinner. Okay. Uh, yeah. And it's, it's literally just uh, chicken thighs, pork belly, and there a little go. bit of the, the sort of thin shred beef that they have with some frozen veggies and some uh, a garlic soy sauce over it. It's pretty simple, pretty basic, but it's completely on diet and it gets some good fats in there, which when we first got here, the amount of training and walking we were doing, uh, we oh, had yeah. Joint, yeah, sure. joint pain like crazy. And now that's all, that's all gone. Um, oh, that's great. Yeah. And, uh, and, and of course rice. Cause I mean, you know, just eating that on its own would be a little rough, but yeah, having that over a big bowl of rice, uh, that's kind of the nightly food. And then special occasions we go out for cool ramens or we had a, oh, yeah, we had a, a sponsor uh, take us to Korean barbecue, which was, Oh, okay. Okay. That was a lot. Um, yeah. I, I taught English in Korea for a little while. So uh, I'd, I'd gotten pretty used to Korean uh, barbecue. Oh, and Korean okay. Food. Okay. Uh, it was nice to have, nice to have some again, where I was relatively close to the, uh, the country of origin. Oh yeah. No, that's, that's, that's great. Um, yeah. As I said, I've been here a long time, so like sometimes it's seeing someone else's perspective really makes me like appreciate the things that that I've you know taken for granted um, over the over the years. Um, but yeah, yeah, you're in a you're in a play you're you're staying in Fukuoka right now, so they're very famous and very proud of their ramen uh, dishes. Yes. They have got like a, a pork soup ramen that is not a health food. I will say that, but it's delicious. It's absolutely delicious. Yeah. Okay. Speaking of sweets, Vink, have you ever had uniro? Uniro? What is uniro? Oh dear. Got to look up on my phone now. Yeah, I was gonna say I'm I'm googling at the same time. Like I feel like maybe I've had it, but but a lot of the time I eat things that I don't know what they are. <laughs> oh, this is the thing. I'll eat this. Let's see. What is that? Ready to use robotic. Ready to use robotic solutions. Um, no, no, I haven't so, had any, uh, robotic solutions. I, uh, so, uh, it appears to me to be a, a type of mochi. Yuiro, oh, okay. Y- Yuiro mochi, mochi. Okay. Oh, I, <laughs> I spelled it wrong too. That's, 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 uh, oh, yes, 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 I have. Yes, I have. Okay. Uh, uh, let's, let's put, let's put a picture up. Okay. There we go. Yes. Yes, I have had that. I have had that. I did not know that's what it was called. Uh, I used to do tea ceremony and that was one of the, one of the, one of the sweets that they would often serve because 
um, tea ceremony tea is very, very thick, um, like frothy, like matcha, matcha tea. That's mm -hmm. all, it's so thick. It comes out almost as a paste. Um, so because it's so bitter, you want to have something very, very sweet right before you, right before you drink it to kind of balance the flavors. All right. Okay. Oh, Perry, do you like eel? Did you have eel while you were here? The unagi? Yep, I, I have. Uh, I've I've had eel here uh, as a uh, you know uh, uh, on on you know a sushi. Uh, I've had yeah. uh, I've had yeah. some eel. It was it was great, and uh, I'd I'd had some in the states as well. The this you know the sushi in the states is never as good as it is here, and it's always yeah. a little different. And uh, yeah, yeah. But uh, I enjoyed it there. I enjoy it here. Yeah. Okay. If you if you can, um, y y they have these lunch sets that are some places. It's basically uh, grilled eel with kind of a sweet barbecue ish sauce put over rice, and it is strangely enough, it's one of the first things I ever ate in Japan because um, the people who picked me up at the airport wanted to eat it, and we we had that, and I. It's it's indescribable. Uh, so if you have the if you have the the, the chance, um, like basically like a unagi donburi or something like that, um, or just unadon sometimes they call it. Um, and if if you have the opportunity, it's not really in season right now, but there's still restaurants that'll have it like year round. Hmm. All right, uh, I'll put up a question from Satoshi Matrix who asks Perry, what is your favorite wrestling game? I'm a wrestling noob. Which one would you recommend above any other? Could be for any platform. Uh, so uh, two two answers for two different ways of enjoying. Okay. Um, the sort of traditional way of enjoying a wrestling game is to, of course, hop in and fight and play matches. And my answer for that is WWF No Mercy on the N64. Ooh. Um, that is the last of the THQ Aki games from that era. And it is when they had really sort of perfected the platform um yeah. it has it features a bunch of uh, match styles that were not in previous games uh like cage matches and ladder matches uh and it's multiplayer you can have you know four people in at one time uh the the royal rumble or battle royal mode depending on how you want to call it uh is really great in that game and a lot of fun uh so that's 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 my pick for if i had to have one favorite that's the one uh, it's also very good for create a wrestler because um, they, while they, they make it fairly uh, simple, which makes creating your character faster. It's also pretty, you know, it, it runs pretty deep. So you can, you can get a reasonable likeness to a character or to yourself. Um, so that's a really good one. The, the other answer is, and this is, this is real nerdy way of playing a wrestling game is fire pro world or fire pro mm. returns uh, okay. Fire Pro world on steam fire pro returns on the ps2 um because the way i use those games is to create characters create settings and uh you know uh, create arenas those kinds of things and then you sim your matches because the actual gameplay in those is real iffy um it's really hard to learn and mm. not yeah. super yeah. intuitive um but the background uh, in the game, the, the game's AI sure, for how sure. it fights the matches is really realistic to watching a match. Uh, the, the, you can see one character getting in control and then another character will have a comeback and uh, they they wait for opportune moments to hit their big signature moves. It's 
really something to behold. And, uh, you know, again, with, with the online create a platform for fire pro world, you can have virtually any wrestler or character. Cause they, I mean, strong, bad and homestar runner can be in the game and they're, they're in the created suite online. Awesome. Uh, awesome. And you can, you can have all those characters and just sim whatever kind of matches you want. It's a very strange and very niche nerd way to enjoy a video game to just let it run on its own while you watch, but it can be so satisfying. All right. Um, I'll recommend uh, the giant gram or uh, for, um, for uh, dreamcast or maybe the, uh, what is it? Nantaka uh, Retsuden. Oh, to. Oh, I'll look. I'll I'll link it. I'll link it. Um, there there was a series that started on PlayStation, the PlayStation One, that moved on to PlayStation Two, um, and Dreamcast. That was that was really good. And uh, for you, Satoshi, personally, I'll recommend Rumble Roses, which is the Konami's female wrestling game. Um, which. I mean, it wasn't so, you know, people didn't buy it because they thought this is a really good wrestling engine. They bought it because they're like, this is dead or alive, but wrestling. Um, but um, it turned out to be a really uh, a, a surprisingly deep and good uh, wrestling game uh, built on a good engine. And uh, yeah, Konami, Konami put that one out. All right. Okay. Oh, okay. Next. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Rumble Roses. Okay. Um, you could go fun, further and play one of the games where you run or, oh yeah, yeah, there, there are a bunch of management sims too, that, that are like not really playing as the wrestler, but running a promotion, which actually are pretty fun too. All right. Okay, good. Uh, let's see. So have you been able to have you been able to see a lot of a lot of the area? Through? You have you 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 basically have have matches every weekend, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, actually, this coming weekend will be the first weekend since we've been here where we have nothing scheduled. Oh, okay. Um, and uh, I, honestly, at this point, I may sleep a lot of that weekend. <laughs> uh, no, that's the, the nice. schedule. The schedule's been really intense. Uh, sure. Monday through Friday, we train every day at the dojo in the ring and then go to the gym and lift weights sure. every single day. And that takes up most of your energy in your day, especially since we're walking. Yeah. Um, and you know, it's a good 30 minutes each way to either of those locations. And they are in opposite directions of sure. the house we're staying. Sure. In. Um, and uh, the only time we don't have training is if we have a match on one of those days, sure. uh, which does happen. Um, and uh, yeah, uh, we've had matches every weekend um sometimes multiple we've had weekends with three shows weekends with two um this like i said this coming weekend we have none but the the week after we have a thursday show a saturday and a sunday oh wow um so that's going to be a busy stretch um but yeah i've i've been able to get out and and see a fair bit you know i've i've uh, done some exploring through uh hakata and tenjin sure and, sure um, uh, Pro Wrestling Noah came to town, and a, a oh, good okay. friend of ours from New England, Anthony Green, is a tag team champion. Okay. Now. And so we went and saw Pro Wrestling Noah uh, way, way over right on the uh, the, the seaside. Oh, okay. Um, it's at, uh, I, f I forget the name of the venue, but it's uh, one of one of the big venues. Uh, I'm actually going to be back at that venue next Monday after training. Oh. Um, I'm going to go see uh, the sumo wrestling while it's oh. in town. Oh, Ah, yeah, the yeah. Fukuoka Basho. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, 
It oh, honestly, I, yeah. I, I, I was on the fence about it. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I, I enjoy sumo wrestling. I've sure, learned a lot sure. about it and watched sure. a fair bit, but uh, I was kind of on the fence on if I would go. And then I realized, you know, it would be like if a Japanese wrestler came to America and you didn't at least offer them the opportunity to go to a baseball game. Well, exactly. Exactly. Like, exactly. I know there's baseball here, but sure, of course, it's the American pastime, yeah. the way that yeah. sumo is the national sport here. I mean, and uh, I'm very yeah. excited to go. I went, I went to one in Nagoya many years ago. And like, of course it's a lot of it's incomprehensible because there's a, so much ceremony involved or whatever. But when the actual, when, when the actual matches happen, they're amazingly fast, you know, like, like a, a, a long match is two minutes. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's, you know, the, it's, but it's, but it's really, really intense. And like, um, if you are going, know that the, the, the headliners, the, the late, like the, er, if you go early, it's going to be really, really low rank, ranked Reiki sheet or whatever. And the matches are going to be, and you know, even, even the, there's not much crowd. One of the good parts is you can kind of get close, even if you don't have a good seat bought, cause you can kind of walk around cause there's, you know, they're, they're very lax about it, but as the yeah. night goes on, they're going to have the big shows ending with whatever, you know, big, big headlining matches are. So. Yeah. So yeah, just uh, it's fun. It's fun. It's fun. There's there's lots of fun swag to buy too. So <laughs> oh yeah, oh, I'm 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 ready to to waste uh, a few paydays over there. Now, one of the questions that I was that I was thinking is, I mean, during training and and obviously for setting up your shows, you've got to have you know shtick and you've got to have the things you know the 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 performance element of it. How does that working with the language barrier? Um. Well. <laughs> It's it's oddly enough not been that hard. Mm. Um, you know, again, I, I, I mentioned on the the main podcast wrestling being sort of a universal language. Sure, sure. Um, you know, we all learn to do all the same moves the same way, mm. and that's uh, even in America, that's really what makes it so easy to go to a new company and work with people you've never met before. Sure, is everything's very uniform. It's just how you put those pieces together yeah. that makes yeah. any given performance special and unique. Um, and here, because all the moves are the same, many of the moves have the same name. Sure. Uh, sure. You know, it's borrowed words oh, from definitely. either from Japan that we call them in America or from America that they call Suplex. them. Here. <laughs> Suplex. Yeah, exactly. yeah, 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 yeah. Uh and and even like different because there's different types of suplexes and different sure, types sure, of, of course. moves. But you know, again, being a big Japanese wrestling fan, sure. I knew some of the names for some of the different ones that you only see here. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so it, it hasn't been very hard, you know, actually constructing the performances. Uh, I will say that um, learning the characters of some of the folks yeah. here, yeah. Uh, there was a very, it was a very quick learning curve. Like right sure, away, you sure. kind of figure out who everyone is. Yeah. Um, there's a, there's a wrestler here, uh, Naoki Sakurajima, who I actually in college used to watch on YouTube when he was wow. in Osaka Pro. And I got to, I got to work with him. Wow. Um, one of the things he's sort of known for is having an indestructible head. Okay. So if you try to hit him in the head, it's going to hurt you and not him. Ah, and okay. So you have follow to follow it up by yeah. giving you a headbutt that sure is unbelievable. So that that's learning that part of the character is important. You need to, putting together you need, the you need to know the, you need to know the lore. Yeah. 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 Um, and also learning how they viewed me. Sure. Um, you know, they, they, they basically very quickly said, no, no, no. In Japan, you are a giant. Yeah. Like you are massive and you're going to be treated that way. 
Yeah. So like when I when I did wrestle Asosan uh in a singles sure. match. Yeah. Uh he's huge. He's yeah, massive. He's a big guy, yeah. And he uh does not leave his feet often. Mm. And one of the very first things we did in that match was I picked him up over my head and gave him a body slam. Yeah. And when that was initially pitched to me for the yeah. match, I thought, no, you can't do that. That's Asosan. He's yeah. huge. Yeah. And they said, No, 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 you're bigger. That's yeah. the point. <laughs> yeah, that's that's and so yeah. I, I had to kind of, I've also had to like, the way I work here is real slow compared sure. to when I'm in America. Yeah. Um, if <laughs> I, I yeah, so much of Japan's wrestling is so athletic and so impressive to me. Yeah. Um, when I came here, the two critiques they gave me in a million years, I never would have thought I, I would have gotten. Yeah. They said, you're too fast, which I'm not <laughs> a fast guy at my fastest. Yeah. They said, you're too fast, which no one at home would ever believe if I yeah. told them. And they said, also, we don't want you to bump so much. Don't go, don't leave your feet so often, mm. which yeah, at home makes, I get yeah. criticized often for not bumping enough. Yeah. Yeah. And here they were like, no, 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 don't, don't do that. That doesn't make any sense. Don't leave your feet. And uh, it just, it's, it's been such a weird adjustment in that regard. Um, but yeah, uh, the language barrier has hardly played a factor. Um, do I mean some of those guys do have experience uh, working abroad? So some of them speak English. Uh, yeah, yeah, I'd say all of them at least a little bit. Um, okay, you know, uh, enough that um, you know we can all have you know uh, polite small talk conversations sure. at the very sure. least. Oh, that's um, good. And so some of them more so, you know, uh, where we can we can talk about you know where we should go to eat or what we should do or you know talk about our families and stuff. Sure. So which of course, you know, all, all goes back to that that old joke of uh, you know, what do you call someone who speaks two languages? Bi uh, bilingual. Yeah. Bi right. oh, oh, sorry, sorry. I was I was trying to see if yeah. I could remember the punchline. Okay, someone, yeah, someone bilingual, speaks, bilingual. Yeah. Someone who speaks three languages. Trilingual. Yeah. Someone who speaks one language. Uh, American. <laughs> that totally makes sense. They that they totally all have a little sense. bit yeah. of other languages. Oh I yeah. Say that, uh, the common language that yeah. uh, everyone here has, because yeah. some of the guys have very little English. Sure. Everyone has a little bit of Spanish because of the Lucha Libre influence. Oh, I suppose so. I suppose so. So there's, there's a lot of, uh, during training, if something goes wrong, well, you know, uh, there's different wrestlers who will just shout, Que paso? <laughs> and uh, when, when we're done, uh, yeah. there's a weird combination of guys saying finish or finito. Yep. That's that. Yeah. That's that's awesome. Yeah, and I suppose as you mentioned before, wrestling is a bit of a universal language. Um, you know, in the moves in which would be the vocabulary, but how about but how about culturally? Do you think there's a different expectation um for a what what would be an you know American wrestling show or what would be a Japanese wrestling show? Like you you mentioned, of course, uh, you know, being on being on your feet a little bit more, but is there is there something else that when it goes into constructing that that you gotta keep in mind? Yeah, there absolutely is. Um, there's a term in, in pro wrestling uh, called kayfabe okay. uh, that is taken from the uh, the old Carney um, term, which uh, essentially uh, it was a code word amongst Carnies when a mark was walking by and you didn't want sure. them to know how your Carney game was rigged mm. and you were talking about it and you'd see the mark, you'd say, hey, kayfabe. And it meant stop talking, change the subject. Mm. Um, in wrestling, it's used to mean storyline and character and all the things behind mm -hmm. the curtain that you don't want the audience to see. Sure. Sure. 
kayfabe in America is essentially a thing of the past. Uh, I suppose so. Yeah. Yeah. It's outlived its usefulness. Everyone's in on the joke. Yeah. But everyone suspends their disbelief once the show begins. And we all play along because we want to cheer the villain. Oh, of course. Yeah. That's however it's, however it's working out. That's what they want in Japan. Kayfabe is very much alive. Oh, definitely. Um, Definitely. at, At the shows you would never see in front of fans, uh, like for example, myself and Mentai Kid or Kodai Nozaki yeah. talking and being near each other, unless we're yeah. fighting in the match. That's right. That's right. Um, in America, uh, as soon as the show's over, the second yeah. the show's yep. over, the veil is dropped. All, yeah. yeah, yeah. And we all, all of us, heels, villains, baby faces, good yep. guys, yep. all intermingle at the merch table to meet yep. the fans and 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 sell merch and. Uh, I don't think I don't think America's any worse off for it, and I don't think Japan's any worse off no, for still no. having it. Um, it's just it's it's probably the biggest contrast that I've seen. Yeah. Um, and and yeah, I think uh, certainly for the little kids at the show, it makes things a little more interesting. Oh my goodness! Like, you know, I, again, I took I took I took my I took my two daughters or whatever, and like, I wanted to tell them that no one, you know, because I they didn't, you know, they don't understand the concept of wrestling so much. So like, I wanted them to understand that no one was going to actually get hurt or whatever. Yeah. And so I want so so they're like, is it fake? And I'm like, it is, it is, it is, it is, it is a sport because it is athletic. But think of it kind of as like really good theater, you know, you know what I mean. But but once the match stopped, they forgot everything I said, and they were there totally sold you know what i mean this is happening the and 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 again i I will say that like i i kind of came into it with maybe a a a bad a bad thought i thought this is going to be a local wrestling promotion and it's going to be a cheesy night of fun let's all just go and it was so well produced and so you know it like Again, local promotion. You think that it's going to be, you know, yeah. Um, but and, and it, I can, yeah, I can yeah. say that's a yeah. big contrast with America yeah. too. The small yeah. local promotions in America, we have sort of a, uh, we we talk about it where the entryway is just a black curtain. It's a ring with no markings on it because it's generic and it was bought and it's just set up in a VFW hall. Or to get back to Homestar Runner, uh, as uh, there's a whole episode about Strong sure. Bad's wrestling career. Yep. Yep. He, yep. he refers to a, a world famous empty high school gymnasium arena. <laughs> yes. And yeah, I've definitely wrestled in some mostly empty high school gyms sure. where they set up sure. a ring. Yeah. Um, but here, it's a huge production with a proper entryway and huge flags with the wrestlers faces. Everything's branded. It's so professional. Yeah. Um, And uh, some of the companies I mentioned on the main podcast where people can see me like pro wrestling grind. Sure. uh, Has gone out of its way to have great production. They don't have a black curtain you enter through. They have a set of doors with their logo on it that open. And when you walk out and there's a smoke machine and uh, they really go out of their way to be different. Yeah. And uh, yeah, this, I can see we're coming in with, oh, it's, it's the local promotion. Yeah. It would be a huge surprise to walk in and see the setup in that room. I mean, you got, you got, you got someone, you got someone like, I mean, Asosan is named after Mount Aso, you know, which yes. is one of the mountains in Kyushu. And you've got Mentai Kid. Mentaiko is our, is, is our like, like spicy cod row 
thing or whatever. Like the names yeah. are so I was like, this is gonna be comedy wrestling. And there was definitely comedy in again. The video I recommended last time is the best, maybe one of the best things I have ever seen in my life. Um, but it's also incredibly serious, technical, and like just really, I, I did not expect it from a local promotion. Just absolutely did not. And I was 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 blown away, you know, by the end of it. And I'm like, I'm buying a T-shirt. You know, just like it was, it was... Um, yeah, and and like and my my kids, you know, they were like, "Can we watch some more on YouTube?" So I like I created like wrestling fans, and again, and that's not so weird in Japan because there's a lot of young girls who are really into wrestling here, you know. So yeah, yeah, yeah it's and uh, I'm I'm glad they enjoyed it. That's that's yeah. really great to yeah. hear. Yeah. So yeah, it was it was it was it was it was super fun, and I'm. Oh, hold on. Someone's got a question for you. Hold on. I don't understand these terms, but maybe you will. Uh, Perry, do you enjoy OSW review botchamania? I do, do not I do. know these words. I okay. Do. Okay. So um, uh, I'll speak to botchamania more. Um, Go OSW, for it. Go I, for it. I, don't, I don't get into so much. Um, botchamania, they're on, they might be in the 500s for episodes, but it's essentially just one dude who years ago started making hmm, highlight reel might not be the term um a botch of course you can piece together what that means it's when something sure. doesn't go right in the ring and that can that can span from someone misspeaking during a promo and saying something terrible or something just wrong or stupid or stumbling over their words to a move going wrong which sometimes is an injury or sometimes is just two guys tripping okay. over each other and uh, Botchamania puts together 10 to 15 minute episodes of just these short little five to 10 second clips of different botches. Some are very recent. Some they've dug back into old wrestling footage. And I want to say they're in the high 400s, low 500s for number of episodes they've done. And there's no commentary. It's just music playing and the botches happening and they have segments that come up. Like uh, there's a, a commentator who used to be a wrestler named Taz. They have a, a segment called uh, Insipid Taz Commentary, and it's just okay. nonsensical crap that he's said. Um, and uh, for a while, they had a segment about a, a wrestler who just recently passed away, uh, okay. Steve Mongo McMichael, who had been a football player turned wrestler, who was notoriously bad. Um, just terrible footwork. He'd stumble and fall and mm. act weird. And uh, they they would have that clip from um, oh it's Blazing Saddles. Never mind that. Here comes Mongo. Okay. And they would have that clip, and then they would go to a big Mongo botch. Uh, it's it's a fantastic little series. Uh, I've watched it since God since college. They've been they've been around forever. Like you know, one maybe one of the earliest YouTube wrestling channels, and they've gone mm -hmm. through a few channels because. As you can imagine, they don't have the rights for most of this footage. Oh, I saw. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Companies like New Japan and WWE get their account taken down. So they're on uh, the fourth or fifth version of their channel. Okay, but, yeah. Uh, it's 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 fun and uh, definitely not always uh, kid-friendly if it's yeah, one that you're yeah, considering yeah. adding to the rotation. Yeah, maybe not. Yeah, <laughs> but... Yeah, like any anyone that you want to show them, I'd vet it first. Um, yeah, yeah. 
but yeah, the, it's, it's a lot of fun and uh, it, it, there's some good laughs. There's some cringe. Sometimes there's sure. really dangerous, like people getting real hurt. Uh, oh, I suppose. In, in yeah. Ring. Yeah. But uh, you know, the, the ones that are harmless are much more fun. All right. Gosh. Yeah, it's, it just, it, it just really sounds like you're having kind of a dream experience, living the best life right now. That is, that is, that is absolutely wonderful. Um, so I mean, if so, if you hadn't gone down the wrestling path, where do you where do you think you would have wound up? Well, I had been playing in bands uh, before before wrestling. Um, you know, playing in uh, I, I was in a pop punk band in the early two thousands, as was as was the style of the time. Um, uh, yeah, I, <laughs> me too. Yeah, I yeah. mean, no, no, no. <laughs> I mean, we 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 had. Tens and tens of fans. Um, yes. yeah. I, was, I was in a small town, so we had the entire high school as our fan base. Oh, there you go. Uh, there because you go. there were no other bands. It was yeah. just us. Um, but again, my high school was very small. My graduating class was 82 kids. So uh, <laughs> it's a small high school. Um, not much to do in town. Um, yeah. uh, I probably would have done music. I did theater oh, okay. uh, in high school and college, which of course translated over to yeah. what I'm doing now. Oh, definitely, now. definitely. Um, it was it was when I had a growth spurt toward the end of high school, beginning of college, and I was suddenly six foot three. And at the time, I was a big, chubby, three hundred pound kid. Hard to get a good role when you tower yeah. over all the other theater geeks. Um, yeah. So someone said, uh, "Didn't you watch wrestling when you were younger?" That's kind of theater for gorillas, isn't it? So maybe give that a shot. Um, uh, but I, I, I could have done theater. I actually, uh, sure. I had a uh, audition to be in the Blue Man Group at one point. What? Uh, and I got a callback. Unfortunately, my callback yeah. was meant to be at their New York theater, September twentieth uh, okay. of two thousand one. And you can imagine the travel into the city was not really happening right then. Yeah, of course. Uh, of course. And so they said, we're going to hold off on hiring any new blue men for a year. Uh, yeah, yeah. Can we yeah. call you next year? And I said, yeah, of course. And when they got a hold of me the next year, I was in college and I was like, I can't really, I can't drop yeah, out. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah, that was, that's one of those what if things that kicks around. Yeah. Sometimes. Yeah. I'm sure. Um, I'm sure. I also, I, 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 might've gone into the circus arts. I can juggle clubs and ride a unicycle and, you know, again, ner typical yeah. nerd stuff. Yeah. yeah. Um, and of course with the wrestling, I, I learned that I had a proclivity toward tumbling um, and, and stage combat. So yeah. Yeah. Any of those could have been something. Um, but I also, I was an English major and I like writing and editing okay. and uh, I do 3d design work and 3d printing. So that's also a thing I could have gone into. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah, a lot of different avenues, a lot of different weird, dumb things that I really enjoy. No, I mean, that's, I mean, the, the, the dumb things that, that one enjoys, like, that's, the, it used to be that it was a weird hobby, but, like, with the internet and everything like that, that's what you can make, you know, you that that's what you can make a living out of, or at least a side hustle, you know what I mean? Like, you know, there's... Yeah, yeah. There, I mean... I liked video games and I didn't think that'd be anything that I do. And I do do this show and I've got a little web shop and all kinds of stuff. So like, you know, it's, it's the things the there's only, there's only so many people who could do real jobs. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, and for the rest of, and, and for the rest of us, you know, there's, there's, there's things out there 
because especially with the way the world is going these days, I think a lot of people are escaping into the things that truly made them happy in the past. And so a lot of those things are coming back. And, and, and I think there's absolutely nothing wrong with that, you know? So. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I think, I think it's, it's a pretty, pretty cool thing now where, you know, again, because of uh, the way the internet has expanded and brought everything yeah. to our fingertips, uh, you can have those things where you stumble across an old commercial for a toy from when you were sure. a kid that sure. reminds you of, you know, an easier, simpler, happier time or something you had and you can exactly. sort of relive it and yeah. being able to disappear into that. And some people make a career out of doing that. Yeah, exactly. Uh, is awesome. You know? Yeah, obviously just, just, just incredible. And, um, I don't know. I, 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 you know, I think anybody listening to this podcast as well is, is also kind of a child that didn't grow up. <laughs> so, um, you know, that's, that's, uh, in the, in the best possible way, in the best possible way. Um, so I, if there's no other comments coming in, I'm probably gonna, gonna, gonna let you, let you go. Um, you've already given us way more time than, uh, than, than I, than I previously, I said, I said it was going to be like a one hour podcast. I'm so sorry. Um, but I, I, it's, it's really, it's really your fault for being so incredibly interesting. So like, um, that's on you. Yeah. No. <laughs> oh man, the gargantuan strength it took for all three of us to try to keep on topic was 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 my favorite was my favorite part of the podcast, <laughs> actually. And we'll definitely have you on again once you're once you're back settled um, in 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 the states. Uh, and uh, so, uh, what's 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 next for Perry Von Vicious? Uh, well, uh, when I get home, I currently have not booked a single show. And oh. that is mostly by design. Um, okay. Yeah. I, uh, I've, I've, by that, by the time I go home, I will have been away from my wife for more time than we've been apart since we met. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. And, uh, you know, she's, she's at home caring for the house on her own, caring for three cats on her own, caring for five yeah. chickens and a large garden on her yeah. own. Yeah. Uh, so she deserves absolute and working a full-time job. Of course. Of um, course. So she, uh, she deserves every, every, instant of my time that I can give to her once I get back, uh, until she tells me otherwise. Um, <laughs> that's but, a very, uh, I, very good answer. That's a very yeah. good answer. Uh, uh, the, the next thing that I have for certain on the books, there's a chance I may be on, uh, I may wrestle for Blitzkrieg before the year is out. They have a couple shows. Um, there's a chance I may be wrestling for grind at their first show in January. Cool. Although I have, uh, potentially travel plans that may conflict with that. The first thing I actually legitimately have on the books is traveling out to California in January. My wife has a work thing she has to go for. Okay. I've done a little bit of work for the nonprofit org she works for as an educational nonprofit. Uh, I've done some 3D design work for them. Uh, so I'm going to go out as well and meet with everyone and talk and get to see all of our old friends from the Bay Area while we're there. Okay. And, uh, then we're going to Disneyland because uh, anytime we're in the vicinity of a Disney park, that's my biggest regret from Japan is that I'm not going to be able to get to Disney. Oh, there. you can't get to Tokyo um, Disney. No. Uh, Disney Ski is something to see as well. Yeah. Uh, my, my wife and I have decided that uh, next year for our anniversary without wrestling being involved at all, yeah. we're just coming to Japan for two weeks and doing Tokyo 
and uh, and Tokyo Disney and, and a few other spots. Well, if you do wind up back, if you do wind up back in Kyushu when you visit again, and you've got and you've got some time, uh, I, I can meet meet up with you in Fukuoka or something like that. You know. Yeah, that doesn't that that doesn't sound as appealing as I thought it would when I when I no, said I, it. No, no. <laughs> I, I, will absolutely, I will absolutely let you know. Okay, but yeah, we'll 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 do something. But that's that's awesome. Uh, there's a comment that just came in that I think uh, is the type of comment that I I would love to get sometime. He says, Satoshi says, Perry, thank you for all this. I'm a grown man who has never been into wrestling, but I'm very interested to watch your stuff. You may have made a fan. Not of yourself, but possibly of wrestling in general. So, I think well, uh, I can I can say my my YouTube's a great place to start because while <laughs> there is wrestling there, there's so much other stuff. Uh, exploring Japan, video game streams. I do 3D print uh, streams sometimes. Uh, all all manner of weird nerddom that I'm into. Uh, so yeah, uh, that's if if you want more of my stuff, uh, that's a great place to start. And th- thank you for those kind words. Oh no problem. Yeah, um, and and th- thank you, Satoshi. Uh, we're gonna link all that stuff in the show notes, and uh, probably we'll update um, the notes on this uh, stream when it when it uh, late later on. Maybe I don't know. Does YouTube have a limit? Either way, go to our website, famicomdojo.tv, and you'll. We've already got about uh, some some sele- some uh, videos that uh, Perry has selected himself. Um, to represent him, but just subscribe to his uh, to his social media and and stream, and there's plenty of other great stuff there. Um, so um, I I think that's uh, we'll wrap it up today because I haven't had lunch yet, and all this talk about I'm going to see if I can find something with eel in it after all this talk. Um, so um, again, thank you very much for your time. Uh, enjoy the rest of your time here in Japan and. For everyone who stuck with this quite long podcast, probably going quite late into the night there, um, thank you very, very much. And for anybody who is uh, listening on the uh, to the audio version of it of it later, um, just make sure to check out check out all this uh, cool stuff. And uh, that's that that that'll wrap it up for tonight. I don't know how to end without Sean. Uh, he usually <laughs> has some, he, he plays some video clips at the end that, uh, thanks our Patreon stuff. So, um, I, he might add, he'll add that in later, but, uh, for, for the live one right now, if you are supporting us on Patreon, thank you very much. And I don't have a list of your names in front of me. I'm so sorry. Um, but, but, uh, but it's all, it's all very appreciated. Okay. Um, so from Famicom Dojo and from, I guess, Kyushu Pro Wrestling, um, Thank you very much for joining us today. Do you have a question for Famicom Denshi Mail? Subscribe to our Famicom Dojo live YouTube channel and chat with us as we record our next Dojo Cast live stream. You can also call us at 608-492-1923 and leave us a voicemail we can play on a future episode. Leave a comment on the live stream or one of our other many videos or tweet us at Famicom Dojo with the hashtag Denshi Mail. Famicom Dojo. From the creators of the video game podcast, Famicom Dojo. They still make that? And the enthusiastic support of the Nerd and Tie Network. Yeah, do whatever you want. Comes a podcast about the single most important question in human history. What is the meaning of life? Will I ever find love? Can God create a rock so big even Pumpkin Man cannot How look can it? How can I find fulfillment? Do we have What happens you? after you Does die? Does this look infected is to you? Is there such a thing as karma or fate? What is true? Have you guys seen my keys? 
What should I be watching on TV? Every episode of Two Boobs Watch the Tube, Vink and his best bra, Sean Orange, take a shallow dive into a current or retro TV show. Will they love it? I guess. Will they hate it? No one. Will they fight about it? No one cares. Did Sean even watch it? No. Is Vink still listening as Sean talks about Transformers? Definitely not. These questions and more will be answered on Two Boobs Watch the Tube. Listen to new episodes fortnightly on the Nerd and Tie Podcast Network.